Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene i am wole and i'm joined by my co-host will t and we are part of Empire media that's ampiremedia.com the homie rage easy is out but will t was good my man nothing much man everything's copacetic you know this is a uh, what historically has been kind of like the the dry period of sports you know yeah, yeah it's All-Star, just true it's true mlb all-star game was yesterday yeah uh, i think Tonight's the night that ESPN runs the ESPYs. Is it? Um, yeah, I, 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 don't so. watch, I haven't watched S, the ESPYs in years. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, I has it has the ESPYs been like I, that? I can't say that I I watch. Okay, um, but we're saved. We have WNBA basketball, which has been pretty good. Okay, and yeah. We they also have, they have. have um, we also have uh, NBA Summer League. Yeah, NBA Summer League has been great. I mean, yeah. w, the WNBA has been good too. The A's, the, the Vegas is killing it, bro. Like Vegas is killing it. You know, you got a lot of first year, you got a lot of rookies, and then you also have second year players who are um, stepping up and playing. Um, just the other night, we had. I don't want to call it an epic battle, mm-hmm. but we had a, a, a good battle between Houston and um, Detroit when mm-hmm. you had Jabari Smith Jr. and you also oh, so had, Summer League. Yeah. Man, it was epic. De- Jabari, I, we'll, we'll talk about that during the show. That's one. Jabari has been dope, dog. Jabari has been I mean, dope. He, yeah, I mean, hopefully you that leads to him taking that step that mm-hmm. everyone thought that he would take, right? Because a, a lot of people he should have, but it, before last year's draft, thought that he would have the success that Paolo uh, Bonchero yeah. would have, and he would have been the first pick overall. I would say there, is a hinder- there was a hindrance. We can talk about this. There was a hindrance with that because the dude, the, the dude there already already established himself in Jalen Green. If you watch that, he's, he's a volume shooter, and it's hard. You know what I mean? When you got a young team and you're, you're a guy with so much ability, like massive talent. Like, you know, if you look at Jabari Smith's game, he's not one-dimensional. He's really not a one-dimensional scorer. You know what I mean? No, he's not. And he's not a he's not a guy that's going to force a lot of plays. He's not going to force everything. So, but in terms of sometimes I always say like sometimes it depends where you get tra- where you get dra- drafted, and like like I use Kevin Durant as an example. Like when KD went to Seattle, there was bare, there was nothing. There was like nothing in Seattle when he when he got drafted to Seattle. Compared to like say when po- going to Portland, we, he didn't go to Portland, but there was already Brandon Roy, right? Odom had Brandon Roy. But here in, in Seattle, so KD, could, KD shot everything in Seattle. And his shooter percentage his first year wasn't great, but he got to get the shots up, right? Right. You went, like in, in, uh, in Smith's situation, you already, had, you already had old boy already dropping like 20. Like he wasn't. Yeah, and then you also had Kevin Porter. Then you got Kevin, that too. Running point. That too. So, so and, and when you're a big, in real talk, if you're not, if, you, if you're a ball dominant Guard and two, uh, point guard and two guard, and you were big or you were three or four, three or four. You're not gonna really get to run the offense like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? You're in the mercy of them, to be real with you. So, but anyway, man, we'll, we'll get into that summer league talk. You know what I'm saying? We'll get into that summer league talk. But uh, let me get to some. Let's get to some of the particulars. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commander and Commanders Insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe, you can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Do not forget to subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel. Hit the red subscribe button and like a bunch of videos. 
Um, this show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in the local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasts, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington Wizards Summer League action at 828. We'll talk about the rest of the, of the NBA Summer League. Then finally, in our segment, HBCU Corner, we'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a pre-taped interview with the reigning, uh, reigning uh, MEAC Women's Basketball Player of the Year, Howard, Howard University guard Destiny Howell. Uh, but first, uh, the Wizards, they're uh, one and two during Summer League. Um, your thoughts on the play? Of the Wizards' first-round pick, Bilal Kulubali. Bilal Kulubali. Um, you see the physical talent there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like six seven with like a seven two wingspan. Um, athletic, run the floor well. Um, but then you see, I'll just be frank, some limitations from a skill perspective, some right? Here, you here. know, if you take a guy number seven overall. Um, considering the lack of talent on that Wizards roster, you would hope that they would draft someone that could immediately help the team. Right? Help the team. And look, it's summer league. Um, he's made some good defensive plays. Um, he's knocked down a couple of open threes. Uh-huh. Um, his ball handling looks kind of sketchy. I think me. it's not as bad. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's bad. I'll say this: Look at the tape for you. If I were you, look at his tape at eighteen, because because you know at seventeen, eighteen, and look at it was last year, and you see the progression, and then even look at this year, there's progression like in his handle. But it, it, in, in in the end, what you're asking, like like I know what you're saying, like being an elite, yeah, it needs work. Yeah, it, it needs work. Yes. You know what I mean? Keep it um, a lot of people projected him to be a Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah, they gotta type, stop doing that. They gotta stop doing type that. of play, and I think that's dangerous. That's, right? Don't do that. He's you, not even like Giannis, to be honest with you. They're totally different. They are. They're totally different. Um, at that at that stage of their yes, development, even that stage, yeah, um, because that that could be dangerous and and um, pile on all types yeah. of uh, expectations for him for this team um, this year, especially because you know, um, outside of Poole, outside of Kuzma. You look at that roster and you say, "Okay, what's you know what's going to uh, keep me excited or engaged?" I mean, Tyus Young. I mean, I like. Young. I mean, I like Tyus Young yeah, too. Yeah. I also you're like. Exciting. I know you're yeah. talking about. I like. I like Daniel Gafford too, um, especially with that salary and as you get closer to the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, he'll definitely be trade. Yeah, yeah, he'd be trade quality. A, a good team would definitely like yeah. Daniel Gafford. But you know, you look at him and you say, "Okay, this is the future." Mm-hmm. You say Giannis. You say, "Okay." Show me something. Yeah. But two totally different physical makeups. That's the um, thing. It's they're physically different. Even Giannis coming into the league was skinny, but he was different. He was wiry. He was skinny, but you could. He was different. wiry. He had, you you saw you the, saw the, the potential. His, sh- yeah. his shoulders. It's right? He still had broad yeah, shoulders. And you said okay. And 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 in arguing that Giannis, folks didn't even know it's wild because they're different in this aspect of Giannis was. I Giannis was about six eleven. His rookie as a rookie, he wasn't yeah. like he. He didn't grow extra. Like he was still about six, right? Six eleven. Yeah, but I mean, he he grew a couple of inches. But I he think was after basically his second, or third, second, yeah. second, third year. Mm-hmm. I don't see a one. I'll, I'll even give I'll even give Koulibaly credit. His jumper looks better than Giannis now than Giannis did when he coming in. In terms of, in terms of an actual looking jump jump shot, like how it looks. In terms of his his you technique, mean the form, the, the form, the, me- yes. the mechanics of a J is better looking than Giannis. That's one. Secondly, I think Koulibaly. Uh, do you think Giannis Pat is good? I think he's being no, a bully. No, like no, that's about the game no. is different. I don't even know how to. So for me, all right. So I'll tell you what I think about dude. All right, and my my comparison, dude, is not even Giannis. It's more Andrew Wiggins. If I'm if I'd be totally honest with you, that's more of a comparison to me. It's Andrew Wiggins, not even close to being Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, like, what I like about him is, like, I do think he can. I see potential of him being a really good player. Like, I really do. I see potential. I think his handle needs work. I agree with you. I think it's getting better, but that's something that 
within time, he's going to have to understand how to get to his spots. I think he can use his handle for what it is, for right what it is now, but you got to get to your spots, and you got to be confident in your spots. So to me, this is what he has to work on thoroughly. If he wants to be a really good NBA player off the, off the rip, right, work on the midi. He needs a midi. His J is a set shot, so his three is only on a catch-and-shoot basis. It's slow. It's not fast. So he's got so to have the work. And he's, got, and he's got long arms and length, so he, he can work on a midi and rise. He's got bounce. What I think that's good, his, so his bonus for me is his, def, his defense, and he, has, he does have an, a dog mentality. Like, he's not scared. Sometimes you see guys playing, coming from overseas, they're scared. What I like about what I've seen in the summer league is that he's not scared. I think against the, uh, his second game, against the Celtics, he had a clutch bucket to pretty much ice the game. Baseline, step back, jumper on the baseline for the Wizards to go up. I think they went up, five, they went up four after the shot to ice the game. So I think that he has ability. I think he does have a lot of ability. To your point, though, I'm not sure if he's ready to you know, make a big impact. But I will make this argument. I do think he's better than Denny Avdia. If you want to be honest with you, I think he's better than Devin Avdia. I, I feel like he will compete against some of the better threes and fours in the league. Like, like the same way I like uh, I like Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think Jalen Brown ain't scared of nobody. I don't think that this kid's scared of anybody. Okay, well, um, that that that's a good that's a good comparison. Um, I know people probably aren't going to like this, but. His game reminds me at this point of a taller Frank Nittakili who was drafted. Oh, by the, by Knicks. the Knicks. Yeah. That's not a, I, I can see that. I see why you can do that. But long arms, good defender. Long arms, good defender. No, I can see why you would say that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see why. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's, that's not bad. Wizard fans would hate that. Crap. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he ends up being, if that's his, if that's <laughs> his, his NBA ceiling, then <laughs> it's terrible. But I, but if you're asking me to compare to like yeah, his game, you. like fresh, no, I got you. Out of you know, fresh off the draft, that's mm-hmm. it. Reminds me of that essentially. So he, he he has a way to go with as far as offensive development. But you know, we're in Washington. Luckily for him, they got patience, man. We're going to be. I think. I think Wizards fans are going to be patient with him, and you know, if they see that his ability to defend and his ability and his athleticism um, is off the charts, I think fans in general of this team will be excited for the future. For him. What, they, what else? What else they got to wait for? Johnny Davis. <laughs> that's what they got to wait for. What's well, up for him too, man? Because <laughs> um, I do like some things about what he brought into the summer league. So we, matter of fact, let's get right. All right, so for you, I'm not gonna make, make just talk about Johnny Davis, but for you, which player has impressed you for the Wizards in the summer league? For the Wizards, yeah. Has, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine now. I'll tell you mine. It has, I'll just be honest with you. I haven't seen enough of it. Enough of it. Okay. Or, so I watched it. I came back. I went, I went to Atlanta. Um, I just came back from Atlanta over the weekend, right? Oh, how I, was it? It was cool. I ain't going to the real part of Atlanta, dude. I was in like some Swanee. It wasn't even Atlanta for I was going to see uh it was for a eightieth birthday party uh, oh, okay. for family. Um but yes, but um I'ma say So for, no Magic City. Huh? No, nah, man, you know how I you know, you know, yeah. dog, you know. It's not the same it's without the, me there. Yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah, dog. Um, <laughs> here we go again. Oh no, when y'all went, I know we went there, it was dead. Y'all y'all come back in the room, and I'm like, hey why? man, that thing was like that. That had about all oh, these raw oh, wait, I'm not getting I'm not going in detail here, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just yeah. saying, yo, it was I was like, bruh. We went in that thing. That thing was dead quiet. When I went in that but, thing, uh, uh, dude, to be honest, dude we, told me yeah, that it'd be popping on Mondays and Tuesdays. I was like, damn, because the rappers be there. Like, damn, my money ain't rapping. Money they ain't, my, money, my money no good. <laughs> Man, go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Now, go we ahead. went. We went when me and uh, a, friend a, of friend of, a friend of the show <laughs> went. We we had a ball when it was just us two there know, and there was you, no one else now there. You, that's, what you, that's the story you say. And you just, uh, I, listen, I get it. It's no, the truth. I get it. You've no. asked me this num- a number Look, of man, times and I've stayed consistent you are with consistent. my story. You're consistent. I'm not going to even doubt you because you are consistent. Every time I say it, like you be like, this is just what it is. But like for me, I guess the most, back to the, the subject matter, it would be uh, the kid Baldwin. Now the mm-hmm. guy who the guy out of the trade out of Golden State, yeah. like he can shoot, man. Like and he's tall. He's about six. Let's see, six. I think he's six eight. But he yeah, he's like six eight, eight, six nine. He looks taller six, than that though. It's like Paul, he get, Paul, it's, it's Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Ball, Ralph Ball, Baldwin, I believe. I think Ralph Baldwin Jr. Um, but uh, he um, 
I'm looking up to make sure I mess his name up. I think it's Ralph Baldwin Jr. I just called him Baldwin because I don't be really him. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, for the, but he can shoot though. Like the, he, um, the game against the yeah. Sorry, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Baldwin yes. Jr. Sorry. Um, he can shoot like he, the game against the Celtics. Like the confidence, like he walking the threes, dude, off the drill. Like I think the Wizards would definitely. I think. If he plays, he can be utilized well. You know what I mean. But that's the thing, though. Yeah, you know, but, will, will they will they allow him to play, and yeah. will they, you know, allow him to get the reps necessarily to, to get real burn. to be good? Because I think we both know if some of these young players are playing like thirty minutes, yeah. upwards of thirty minutes, then that means that essentially this team is that's playing good. for a draft pick. That's good. That's what it's supposed to be like. But unfortunately, they decided to be stupid and try to, like, sign people. Like, I would play to people like Baldwin. These dudes in some league, they would be playing for me. Like, I wouldn't even be worried about – like, Kuzma being – that's a whole different – I'm not getting into that. But I'm saying, like, to me, I'd be playing these young dudes and, like you said, trying to put yourself in position to – to get it, to get a good like draft pick, but it is what it is. But I like him. I think Johnny. I'm gonna give Johnny Davis some credit. Um, what's the Vucha, Vucha? Oh yeah, Vucevic. Vucevic. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. He looked good too. Yeah, he looked good. He looked, he's looked good. I liked him. I like him because again, I'm like to me, I give a lot of overseas players credit when they come into the league and not, they're not scared of the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like if you come overseas and you like, I'm just as good as you. I ain't scared of you. I'm going to try to bang on you. I'm going to try to block your shot. I'm cool with that. Like, I feel like you're showing toughness. You're not backing down. And I, I he kind of fits that role. Like, he can shoot. Um, he, he's, he's got a wiry body. Like, he likes to he'll block shots and everything. So, no, I like him. I, again, I don't know how much he's going to play, though. I think he's a – I think he's a dude that is a – Project? Not a project, because I do think he's got skill. Right, but I do think he's a G leaguer. Like what I mean by that is, I don't think he gets burned. Like you know what I'm saying? Like why have him sit, sit there, where he can just get burned in the G league and just play for the G league? That's squad. true. That's all. I don't. I don't trust the Wizards to play him and give him like you. Well, like we talked earlier, substantial yeah. minutes. See, this is the thing. I, I, you know, I'm interested to see kind of from a organizational standpoint, who do they, how do they, either emphasize development or who do they bring in on uh, West Unsold Jr.'s coaching staff to really prioritize development with those younger players and guys that's on the back of the bench that you see that could potentially be um, a contributor to this team Mm -hmm. a year or two from now. No, I'm with you. All right, so on on Twitter, in terms of some some of the uh, players that stood out to a lot of people, my man Cam, uh, Cameron said, for me, it's Patrick Baldwin. Hopefully he gets some playing time with the Wizards this upcoming season. So I'm saying I'm not sure about that. Uh, my man King of D.C. Sports uh, said most at King of D.C. I mean, at D.C. Sports King says most impressive by uh, most impressed by uh, Tristan Vucevic, who Will, Will, who Will was referring to. And then Johnny, Johnny Davis and Ryan Rollins. Um, Patrick Baldwin is doing what I suspect uh, suspected him to I suspected he would do uh, with Golden State being a, being an efficient shooter. Um, the most of the players that we mentioned, um, what I, I'll talk about Johnny Davis because we we talked about like Johnny Davis he was drafted last year, um, didn't play didn't get a lot of burn to the end of last season. Um, a lot of that was due to that's comp- a, that's an understatement. Yeah, didn't play really uh, essentially most of the season. Most of the most of the season. season. Uh, but he did play the last I want to say last ten to five ten like yeah five to ten games. Um, there's ability there. I won't even deny it. there is ability there. I, I, Tim, when I watch him play, I, I see timidness though. That's the problem. I, I, what I liked about when I watched him last season, what I like about summer league, I felt like he was less timid. Um, he was going to the basket. Still think for him, like I talked about, like just like I talked about uh, Bilal. So I, I like to call him Bilal. When I talked about Bilal, <laughs> um, he got work on this midi because it's all about if you're not if you're a scorer, you're not Steph. Like a lot of people want to be Steph and want to be three point shooters. I think a good a good person to be if you're a slashing type dude, your three ball is good, but it's more of a set type of three. You're not like that. You're not like Steph off the dribble. You know what I mean? Like a good role model to look at for a player like that is look like Demar Derozan. Like get to your spot and rise. Like when you have that ability, get to your spot and rise. I think Johnny Davis would be would do him some justice if he looked and watched tape on tape on Demar Derozan and just get to a spot and rise because he can get to a spot. Get to a plan, rise, and shoot the shot. Don't 
force yourself to the basket when you when it's not there. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like to just barrel their head and just throw the ball up, right? Um, I saw that a lot in summer league when I was watching him play. I do like the aggressiveness. Don't get me wrong, and I think that's a good thing. But mix it up and get to a spot because in the NBA. Yo, people are taking a lot of they're taking away things from you. You know what I'm saying? And there are bigger bodies waiting for you to block your shot. You're playing against some league dudes. When you get to the league, it's I mean, when you're playing league, I mean the regular season ball, them joints don't even get they won't even go up. Yeah, I mean, you know think think about probably the guy who a lot of us believe is one of the most the scores the easiest. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant's mid range game is There insane. you go, bro. There you go. And look at look I mean, look at his other teammate. Look at uh, Devin Booker. Mid-range, midi. It's, it's crazy. You Devin can't... Booker off a of pick and roll. Yeah. He'll get to his spot yeah. at the at the elbow, um, and he'll take he'll rise up and take a jump shot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like even um, when he when he does play smart basketball, Jason Tatum the same way. Got that midi. Like when you're not like when you're not you don't always have to shoot three ball. If you're not one of them, like you know you know who them are. You ain't one of them. Like Dame stuff, you know what I mean? Like you ain't one of them. Sometimes you just gotta take take what the defense gives you. And I think I do think Johnny Davis, if he can get a midi, like like I'm not even saying it to a level of a DeMar DeRozan or to a level of Kevin Durant. I'm just saying it to a level of being or Kawhi Leonard. That's a midi killer yeah. right there too. Um, shoot, I just keep it a buck. I mean, a lower tier. Rui got the hell of a midi. You know what I'm saying? Like if you put yourself on a give, if him if he got that type of midi, dude. Then now the Wizards are talking about something. They're talking about something with him. You know what I mean? But right now I look at him like the way he's playing. Yeah, he's better. But what is that? Does that make him a starter? No, no. He's not starting. Um, make him a six man, maybe, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be a fit. Well, probably you could be on this team. You probably could be six man. Uh let's think about it. I mean, Tyus, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, Tyus is starting. Tyus and Jordan Poole starters. Daniel Gafford, starting. Kuzma, Kuzma, yeah, and probably Denny. Yeah, Denny's probably starting. And Denny. All right, let me say this though. Be nice. Again, I, I guess I'm like the only one who's not super high on Denny. Uh-huh. Like I'm not. I'll give jo- like Johnny Davis better than Denny. I'm sorry. Like Denny is just taller. Like that's all it is. Denny just taller. Um, Denny has shown a capability a and a rebound. desire to compete at times. No, no, you know what? I take that back. He will compete. He competes. He does compete. On the offensive and defensive end. On defense. I'll give you the defense. I will say offense at times. I feel like he could be, certain he could people, be t- he could be, he'd be timid. timid. He could be timid. But defense, he competes. But he like, competes he ain't no, on the no, defense. I ain't gonna lie. Just use it. He ain't no bitch on defense. I'm gonna keep that a buck. He ain't no bitch on defense. That I, I will give you. Like, they will compete on defense. Offense, yeah. I'd be like, bro, I need you to just, just, just be a little tougher. I ain't gonna hold you up. Just be a little tougher for me, bro. Like, yeah. you little, like, you act like a little punk right now. Be a little tougher. All right, so. For you, we, little, we can talk about it a little bit, just getting detail. Other than Bilal, in your opinion, I know you, you, we ain't sure about who, but which player can you see making an impact in a regular season, like getting actual burn for the Wizards? I'm not going to say impact like scoring, like surprise, shocking folks, but we'll get burn. Who do you think, like from this nucleus or group, who do you think will get some burn? Other than Bilal, uh, I'm not you wanna, sure, you, I'm I, not I, sure I'm, how much burn Bilal. I mean, you I, I mean, you. Uh, you look at Patrick Baldwin Jr. physical dimension, um, and then his game, and then he spent a year at Golden State, which we know is a so, team that's so very big on development of sure. of players. So you, and with the expectations for this team being zero to you know nothing, nothing. You, I would think that he would be a guy that would probably be that could possibly be in a top seven or top eight. That's of a the good Wizards one. Rotation. I, I'm a, I'm gonna go. You know, I mean, I was talking about him. I do like what he did, but I, you know what? This dude that you did, I, I, I think the obvious answer, is Johnny Davis. I'm gonna be honest, because you just because you put you put the, you put something into him, mm-hmm. being a first round pick from the year before. But it wasn't this old regime too, so that's a whole different argument. That's a whole another argument. But I'm gonna say the dude that you mentioned, Vucevic. I think he has a potential if he does get burned. I can see Daniel Grafford getting traded because I think he won't. He's not part of the long term. The long term. Yeah. No, no, long term future of this team. Um, but I do think that uh, – for the future of this team. But I do think that um, a big – because, you know, from that from like the Serbia route, yeah. everybody's – you know, it's a copycat league, right? Let's yeah, keep it a buck. It's it a copycat is. league. And you got a guy who's a big who can shoot, wiry body. Um, I mean, a big who can shoot is always a – it's a winning situation, bro, like in today's yeah. NBA. 
You know what I'm saying? So I do think I'm going to go that route. I like that. I like that thought process of having him uh, being a guy that can can help this team. Um, I don't know how many shots it, how he's how many shots he's going to get when you got Jordan Poole the Cools, Cools on the team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, is it just me or is the pictures that I've seen of Jordan Poole? No, you saw the right. He he looks right. like, like his soul no. isn't there. Oh no, he looked like he like, like he, he not, not he may not be the happiest to be here. Oh no, see, I think he is happy. I think he's just trying to look like he ain't trying. He trying to unlight skin himself. He's just trying to get hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I think that I'm being real. I okay. think he's trying to. I mean, from what happened. You know, I think he's trying to have a, a different image. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. You heard, you saw the joint that Dame said about him. What? It, it, it resurfaced. I got to show the video, but Dame said, like, so it, I guess it was, I guess it was in the past. I don't, I don't think it was current, but but it was it was relevant. He was like, he watched, he played, he played. Uh, it was a game he played Golden State, mm-hmm. and Dame, John Poole, John Poole made a did something. I think he made a shot or Dame missed a shot or whatever. And then Jordan Poole, not Jordan, Jordan Poole started talking trash to Dame. Like, you know, I'm here, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. So Dame go off and score, score like he said, yeah, you look at it, I scored 30 after that or 40 after that. 40, I think he said 40. I think he said 40. He scored like 40. And then dude kept chirping. And then he said that then it was another, another then they played him again, and he hit Jordan Poole was on the bench and he was chirping. So he, ain't, he said, Dame ain't, ain't on that shit. He was like, this is like, he ain't on that shit. They ain't go for 60 in that game when they win. It's important to go for 60. Then he said, then he told, turned to Draymond, man, I don't fuck with this dude. I don't know what you said he went to, I don't fuck with this dude. <laughs> we told, he told him, like, oh, like I said, I just don't, he, yo, your man, I don't fuck with him. And mm-hmm. then everybody playing, and now that thing viral. Even one of my favorite, I don't care, I'll talk, I'll talk about another podcast. One of, the, my, my, one of my favorite podcasts, Cameron and Mace, they got the joint, they frying this joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those they they're going to be in a, a very interesting space because I know they are. No, I mean because they they don't necessarily need nor desire journalistic credibility. They don't. They don't. And they just they're two guys who are funny. Yeah. Correct, charismatic. They have them, a man. following I and they could just talk about sports freely. Yeah. I like cuz they them stay themselves. Yeah. They they say anything. There's no filter. Yeah. <laughs> There's no filter, man. I love it, man. I love that show. But yeah, you got. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll send you the clip. Okay. There yeah, is viral. It's on. Like Clutch Sports is like show. They're the ones that kind of came up with the clip, I believe. But that thing is hilarious. Cause you. Cause then you're like, oh, I see it. I see why. Anyway, man, we'll talk about the rest of the NBA Summer League after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Say for ages. Did it. Deuces on Empire Media. EmpireMedia.com. Dot com.
listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Wole and Will. The Ray Gigi's out, and we are part of Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. All right, we finished talking about the Wizards rookie, Coley Bollies, Summer League play last last segment, which we know was a rookie. Coley Bollies a rookie. Uh, which rookie has the has had the best uh, has looked the best to you, Will, during Summer League? Uh, of course, Brandon. If it's not, not Wimby. Okay. <laughs> of course, Brandon Miller. He's been um, like pretty Brandon? consistent. You like you like his play? His I think first couple of days games. Kind first, of I mean, it's, I like his, his play I'm in Utah. Hate. You know, was, the Utah wasn't great. Yeah. Wasn't that great? But as he's gotten in Vegas, he's yeah, he's, um, he's become a little bit more consistent. But here's a name that a lot of people um, probably haven't been paying attention to, and I've just been paying attention to him because I know. He was once the um, number one ranked player in his high school class. Imani Bates. Yeah, he's the, yeah I saw his game. I saw Imani Bates from the Cleveland Cavaliers, second, right? Like second that, round bro. pick. Second game was like that. Yeah, he went second to Memphis game. for one year. Things yeah. that he didn't play really I, well. I then he like transferred to Eastern Michigan. I didn't like that he transferred, though. But yeah, yeah. Um, but that he's an interesting prospect from the perspective of he's six foot nine, can shoot from anywhere, has handle. Um, very lengthy. Yeah. Um, I agree. I like him. Has a good offensive game to be, you know, his – if you look at him play in high school, mm-hmm. you, you thought that his offensive game would easily um, transition yeah, thought, to the, I, to I, the I, NBA – to college and to the I NBA. I thought he great in Memphis with Penny. I thought he would be amazing. Yeah, I thought he, he, I thought he, he did too. He had injuries too, though, that kind of screwed him. But yeah. yeah, he had the injuries that, that, that screwed him up. Uh-huh. Um, but Imani Bates is one. And two, um, what's his name? Uh Key, key uh, keynote George. Oh yeah, Ray loves him. Uh, yeah, went from to Baylor. Yeah, from went to Baylor, drafted he's by the good. Utah Jazz. Utah he's looked phenomenal. Utah got some good. Utah did a good draft. Had a great draft. You know? Yeah, you. Danny Ange is helping he's to build that, that thing, thing up. He's killing that thing over in um, Utah. So those are two guys that I've really um, been paying attention to. <sighs> like School Henderson uh, before he got hurt. He was good. He looked real good. I like the Thompson twins, dog. I do. I do like the Thompson twins. They do look good. I like Squinnison is like, you know, he's a to me he's more of a he's a strong, strong point guard. Um he got hurt, so he can't, couldn't play all summer league. Um but he looked good. Um he definitely looked the part, won't hold you. Um the, the what I like about the Thompson twins, it's not they're multifaceted. Like they got basketball IQ. Like it's not about they can contribute to yes, the game anything. in multiple ways. So we're ways. talking about you talking about a guy who can play off the bat, off the off the off the bump. Like Bilal, you're like, oh, Bilal can't. These two can play off the bump. Like, and they and they know what's so cool about them to me is that they would be good for a winning team. Like yeah. some rookies, you'll be like, you just here to you know get your numbers, you, you get your numbers developed. Yeah, yeah, development. They can slide into a winning team and be good. Like they would, and you would win games. They're winners. They the way they play ball is winning basketball. Both of them. Like, because summer league, you know what summer league's usually about. Like, it ain't hard. These yeah, dudes guys are, chucking shots. They you got trying guys to get who, shots up. Yeah, guys who um, may not have a name yeah. that are trying to get their shots mm-hmm. up. And, they, you know, they're not contributing to the game yeah. and helping to win in other ways. Yeah. Oh, these dudes, they, they about winning. Like, straight, they they, 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 they fry. Um, trying to think of another rookie that I've been impressed with. Um, no, I suppose about it. I think um, – Trying to think of another rookie. I like him. Like I like your like Amani Bates. I like Amani Bates though. I, I got another guy. Got that guy who I actually wanted the Wizards to draft. Anthony Black. Anthony Black. Has he looked good? I haven't watched him yet. So I've been from the to. perspective of he's been doing a lot to right. contribute to winning on the offensive and defensive mm-hmm. end with his defensive play. Okay. Um, you still see his jumper definitely needs some work. Okay. But um, Anthony Black is definitely a guy that I, I like. like Anthony Black. I liked him in college, so it's not like the Wizards could, just couldn't get him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he got drafted a little too early. Um, and I'm just I'm, – I'm curious. Is him – I don't know how what they're going to do. Markel Fultz, I don't think he's Jalen burned. Suggs. I don't think he's getting that much burn. I don't think Black – well, Black's not starting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's not starting. Is. It's not – because uh, I'm – Cole like, Anthony. Yeah, he's not starting. And Cole Anthony – okay, so – We'll talk about that. So, look, on their squad, like, like even I was going to game cover, like, they like them dudes. They like all three of them dudes, now, other than black. So, it's not like one dude, oh, they don't want to play him. They try to – they like they like they love Suggs. They just draft funny. They love Suggs. They, I thought Markel was going to get replaced. They love Markel. Yeah. 
they to a point like I was like, yo, you got Suggs and Anthony, like you drafted these dudes, like they should get priority. Nah, they love Markel. You know what I'm saying? So they love three, all three of them. They all three, they all points. They all point guards, bro. Like I mean, you could, put, you, you could put you could well, put Markel at the two. Markel is a one. Now. I mean, he's a one, but you could put, you could he has the skill set that you sh- could play him. Yeah, but he's not a shooter. They both ain't shooters. You know what I'm saying? You need a shooter. Yeah. One of them. You need a one. You need a shooter. And Kel, he, all right. So Markel said it like, "Yo, I like to get my guys involved." His mindset's point guard. It is just an, just a he had, like he, that's what he is. He's a point, he's a point guard mindset. With as, it's right now, that's what he is. You need a shooter. So if you okay, yeah. So I mean, truth be told, let me take that back. Cole Anthony is a two. He's not a passer. He's a no, shooter. He's, he's a scorer. Cole Anthony's a scorer. So in and this, essence, and yes. this is, and this is not to say he plays like him, but his his mindset is attack like Gilbert Arenas. Yes, yes. Not to say yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Um, Suggs is like Suggs is more of a tweener in both in that effect because he just plays the win. So Suggs just plays the win, which they just again like the black thing confused me a lot because I'm it like, did. I'm like you really don't need him. I'm like you really don't. And I get why you want him because he, he's tenacious. He's a super talented kid. The only reason that you get him is, is if you're going to move one of the three. But you didn't do it yet. And that's what I thought. I thought um, if once they drafted Anthony Black, I thought that the guy that they would move would most likely be um, Cole Anthony. Yeah, me too. I thought so too because you just got – because Suggs came last year, right? Yeah, Suggs was so, last yeah, year. So, yeah, Cole Anthony be the one because he's still got years that so you can get rid of it right now. Yeah, and then I agree. You, you know he's going to be eligible for and a rookie And somebody's going to want to pay him that money. I, to- I totally agree. That would have been my move. I don't argue that. But they're just a funny-ass yeah, funny team. Sorry, they're a funny-ass team. I mean, it, they, they have a lot of young Bro, talent. Bro, they got so much talent. And I don't – I, I, Why they waiting for Bobo? Yeah, why, why – I don't know if it's because you wanted you right, didn't want to pay him. I, guess, I didn't know, know if he didn't want to work hard. We can't. So everybody says work hard thing. I, I, it's not even you want to pay him because you didn't play him and his, his value ain't nothing. So it's not like y'all diminish his value. So it's not like he's going to be costly. I don't get it either. Like the Bobo thing bothers me. I ain't going to hold you. It bothers me because I, I feel like we – every a lot of – like I, I, you're a smart basketball dude. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a smart basketball dude. Ray's a smart basketball dude. This is my only problem with in the NBA. I feel like they overthink things. Dude is super talented. Shaq said it. Shaq's a freaking Hall of Famer. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He said that, yo, I've, I've seen this kid play the circuit. That kid is special. Shaq has said this shit. So, like, he said, I'll play against my son. I'll play with my son. Something like that. Like, and it, this dude is the one. He's it. Y'all, y'all love y'all like Wimby. Wimby, I think Wimby's gonna be good. Like I, I think I think Wimby's gonna be good. I saw his game. I, first, I was like, I gotta see this shit for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna be on y'all hype. After the first game, people were dogging. I was like, no, I see it. He he's just like every young kid. They're nervous and they're forcing stuff. It's summer league. I gotta force shit up. Right. Second game was in his. He was in his bag. He was in his element. And I was like, because you could see the fluidity, the fluidity, the his fluid fluidity. motion, fluidity. Yeah. Thank you of his game. You could right. see it. So I was like, yeah, he's. I can see it. Like I can tell he's good. Second, the second game, I was like, all right, this is what it is. Like this is what I thought. His shots didn't go in. He was he was getting to a spot. He's good. He's comfortable. But why isn't it? All right. So my thing is that what makes Wimby that much different from Bobo? See, yeah, and that's that's the question I have. All right, Denver, Detroit, Boston, now Orlando. Like right? what's the and thing? and you and. Anyone that I know, a lot of people didn't watch Orlando play basketball. I watched them play. I watched, but I, I like I like the Orlando team. They got a lot of young yeah, players. Yeah, and, Bobo, and he got burned. And when you see when he had the he opportunity numbers, to bro. play, he put up numbers. But I, I don't know if it's from a defensive stand. And it looked like at times from a defensive standpoint, he was out of place. Yes. and he was kind of lumbering. Yeah, he did. He lumbered at times. I will say this: like the compare, like I will, I do, I will say this: I do think that Wimby's more fluent in motion than Bobo. He is, but not by that much. But he is more fluent than him. I, I will give. I, he does both. Like Wimby has, like he looks like a guard when he, when he has the ball. Yes, in hand. he looks like a guard. Bobo is like you see the. He got Pat though. I think Bobo Pat's better, but it's not as fluent. If that makes any sense, I think it's Pat is better, but it's not as fluent. Um, but even that though, I still think that Bobo is just as good as like could be like. Like, I think Holmgren's home, – Holmgren's, Holmgren's is awesome, Holmgren's too. a dog. Holmgren's but awesome, think, think about it. Just think about this for a second. Yeah. You could potentially have Holmgren 7'2". Yeah. Uh, Wimbayana 7'4". Yeah. And Bobo, what, is 7'3", 
two, seven, three. Yeah. These three guys are freaks freak. of nature. That's why, man, I'm telling you, me and my boy, uh, you know, Justin, who be on the show from above and around, he mm-hmm. was like, but I think Bobo's rumored to go to um, Phoenix. Yeah, there you go. Terrible, Terrible. place yeah. for him. Did, did they sign him already? Is That's what it's rumored. I don't know. I don't know if he's, he's been gone. officially signed I there. Yes. Uh, I actually, he, and he, my bubble uh, just said it'd be perfect if he just teamed Wimby with uh, Bobo in, in uh, San Antonio. Pop. He said anybody can coach up, can find a way to be successful. Be Pop. Yeah. I was like, they went. I mean, today's positionless basketball it makes it makes sense. Two guys who can handle the ball. Two bigs who can handle the ball. Yeah. It, it would make it would make sense. Um, I just. Defensively, I've, I have I, I would like to see how that will work with both yeah. of them on the floor. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but no, nah, if look, if you if you're him, if him being uh, Bo Bo, uh-huh. and you're looking at opportunities, yes, Phoenix look may be an uh, attractive opportunity because there's, you know, three guys who you believe can help take that team to a championship. Yeah. But you should go play with a team or an organization that will a develop you and b uh has a veteran who can help you adjust and if it's true that it's his practice habits or whatever can help with those habits yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like i don't know i'm just i'm just not into like this bs with like with uh with the with the whole i'm not into it like i feel like they they doing the most with the whole with Bobo, with Bobo, he should get an opportunity. <coughs> All right, so for you, like, bro, like, which, which rookie has been the most disappointing? All right, I just, I just watched one, and he, just, Uber, he was really disappointing. And so I'm, I'm gonna say pause when I say his name, though. Too. Huh? I'm gonna say pause when I say his name, though. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, most disappointing. I'm gonna say pause when I say his name. I mean, his first his name, though. Uh, I'm trying to think. You can't think. What's fine? Uh, yeah, I, I can't. That's I can't really league. think off no, the top of my head. Pause. Disclaimer. Yo, Grady Dix is some yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what I thought. That, I was I, watching that's what game, I dog. He did some shit. And I've seen games prior, and I thought, and I thought he'd be better than this too. You did? Yeah, because I like his athleticism. I do mm-hmm. like his athleticism. It's not because he's white; he's athletic. I like his athleticism. I, do, I literally like his athleticism. He showed it. At Kansas, but yeah. he showed it even in some league. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't have it, man. Just don't have it in terms I mean, of like what you need in that value pick. He was he was a lottery pick, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. There was better players than him. If you think about the kid Nova had slipped all the way in the draft. Cam Cam Whit- he better than Whitmore. Him. Yeah. Cam Whitmore better than him. Way better than him, bro. Like I watched it. I was like I watched enough in the summer league to say like he went. I would argue and say maybe uh, Bilal better than him. I can make that argument. I can make that argument. That's how disappointing dude is you know how you know somebody's scared of some league and you're a shooter and you like airballing an open three set. Well that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, like right that like maybe it's nerves. You give him an opportunity to get into training camp and huh? you never you nervous some league. You better not sh- Well, I mean you you no, never no. I mean look sharks in the water, bro, in the in the NBA. I really. get it, but as you get more pra- think about these guys really haven't had a lot of practice at yeah, all. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you, but like, what, what are we in summer league? Like, just like you said, the argument. We're in what game now? Cause I, I, I thought like, I thought like that. I think this is like game four, four or five. Yeah, yeah. depending on yeah, like that's how like when I feel like game one, two, one, one and two, yeah, like mm. even Brandon Miller, he's nervous in his first couple games. Yeah, he's all right now. Yeah, he's I worked through like, those nerves. Yes, yeah. I'm saying like now you're playing ball. That's all I'm saying. Now you're just playing ball. So that's my thing. So I ain't sure, man. Like he disappointed me. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, pause. Dick is some shit. <laughs> pause again. Reckless. <laughs> reckless. Yo, reckless, dog. Wild, reckless, man. man. Wildin', bro. Wildin'. All right, we'll overall. Overall. All right, overall. Which team or rookie in the summer league has caught your eye? Overall. They don't gotta be a rookie. It's just gonna be anybody. Oh, that's easy. Jabari Smith. Bro, hell yeah, man. That man's Jabari it's Smith. Exciting, man. It, so, I get, like, I look at that Houston team, and you, like you mentioned, Jalen Green's the guy who's asserted himself as being the scorer or the guy he's who's the, He's a, the face. He's the young the face. face. But I, I don't even think he's the, the guy who they should be running that offense. Though. I don't argue that. Uh, what's don't his, the that. guy? Alperin Sengal, the. Uh, 
Oh, the, the, the center from the center. Turkey. So yeah. You like him? Yeah, he no, he passed the ball. He's good. No, not like if you if you he does a lot of things that you look for from a modern big I with regards to initiating and running your offense. Yeah, he's like a poor man without all the skill, but in terms of initiating offense, a poor man, a joker. I know yeah. you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. That, that's a guy who I thought the Wizards was going to draft, but they drafted. Uh, oh, was he a, was he a first rounder? Yeah. Oh, he was I didn't available. Know he was the first round. I thought he was. Yeah, a, um, he was I always thought he was like mm-hmm. a, a, a gem. Mm-hmm. He was the first rounder. Yeah, that, I think um, that was the yeah, Johnny. The jo- yeah, Senegun, right? Senegun yeah. Or, I yeah, I think that Corey Kispert draft. That's the guy who I wanted to win. Oh, to they got Kispert instead of, instead of him. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah. I like Corey, but dude's good. No, no, you're right. Dude is good. I know he was the first rounder. Yeah. I watched him play. I was like, oh, who is he? No, I watched him play. I was like, who is he? He's pretty good. Yeah. I like um, my man uh, Justin. What's up, man? Bud and Rim podcast said Jabari Smith, Max Christie, uh, dude from Miami's died dope. Uh, I forgot about him. yeah. He would be yeah one. Orlando yeah, Robinson. They were uh, no uh, Jamie uh, Jack uh, from UCLA. He went to UCLA. The oh, oh, okay. Jamie um, Jacquez. Jacquez. Yeah, yeah, Jacquez. Yeah, Jacquez. Jacquez. Yeah, Jacquez. Yeah, yeah. Chet Holmgren. Obviously, like he's been killing it. Chet Holmgren and the, also the guy today, Casein uh, Casein Wallace, who they drafted out yeah. of Kentucky. He's been good. Okay. Yep. Uh, Tumani Kamara. I don't know that. Nicola. Uh, jo- uh, Jovic, Jovic, how you say it? from the Miami? From the, the Miami, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not Jokic, it's Jovic. Jovic, Jovic, yeah, Jovic. Jovic. Um, and Imani Bates, Imani yeah. Bates. He said, "Wimby being Scoot uh, can go without saying." Obviously, um, um, yeah, I liked, I like. Actually, I like. I think his name was Merle too. From um, he played in the Cleveland. The Cle- he's on Cleveland. Merle, he's a, he was a white boy. He could shoot his ass off. He couldn't make miss no threes. He had like, he had like oh. seven, eight threes. He played the same game. Amani. Yeah, Monty was getting off. Okay. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like nah, nah. He was dude was dope. I watched. I was like, God, who is this dude? I liked him. Like I, for me, the player to call my. I mean, I'm not gonna like. It's, it's obviously Jabari. Jabari is showing me. I'm getting low key KD vibes over Jabari right now. Like. 35, I know it's something like 35, 30, the game-winning shot he hit, that was clutch. Yeah. Um, Jabari is having... Just, I'm excited to see what how it translates to... Um, in the regular season. Regular season. Me too. I mean, and you got a Thompson twin too. Like, they two are stacked. And there are, there, there are situations interesting. I think they I think they have the right coach, Ume Adoka. I think they to, do. To bring that whole team together. I, I like what they did. I think you do have to go and bring vets in. I've always said that with young dudes. You got to bring guys who have won. Yep. It's important. It's essential. It's just interesting to see how, you know, but who who's being substituted out. You know what I'm saying? Because you got you, – you brought in – I definitely think Kevin Porter Jr. He's going to be on the – yeah, I know. Um, um, I think Jalen started because that's that, – to me, he's the young guy. They already you. traded uh, KJ. KJ. KJ yes. Martin. So you, and you got Van Vliet. You got Van Vliet. You got uh, old lights, like old lights get crazy, boy. My guy, Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. So it's like. And then they did they signed Jeff Green, correct? Yeah, that's a best player. That's a good one, though. That's yeah. a good one. That's, that's a, good a good veteran. That's a, good vet. that's, a yeah. that's a perfect. That's to me, he's the perfect vet. Van Vliet's the perfect vet. So I'm only hold you. Van Vliet's the perfect vet too. Cause I yeah. think that he, he's a champion. He's a champion. He's a champion. He competes he even competes in practice. Yeah, practice. Competes you know, in practice. Some, and he's going to yeah. put. Uh, not to say that those guys who've been there don't have a work ethic, but, but they, they don't know how to win, man. Yeah, and, but they have a they have a veteran yeah. who's won a championship, Five who's rounds. worked his way up from being an undrafted player to a max player, I totally agree and about. he's going to put in a sense of urgency and that work ethic. Yeah, I think that's a that was a perfect signing, but yeah, Jabari killing it. I think Jabari he rocking it. I think he's going to be something. Not going to be. He is Jabari right now is something special right now. Lee. Um, and I think Jabari, I think Jabari can be an all star. I really do. But people gotta let him cook, though. They gotta let him cook. All right, man. All right. As part of our HBCU corner segment, we'll play our interview with reigning MIAC women's basketball MVP Howard Guard Destiny Howell after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Center for ages. Yeti deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Dot Underground downtown, I just start some shit. Give me the key to the city. 
to the urban sports scene on empire media that's empiremedia.com and it is now time for hbcu corner and our special guest is the reigning 2022-2023 MEAC player of the year she is none other than howard university star guard destiny how destiny what's good thanks for joining us thank you for having me well, appreciate having you on too definitely appreciate you no being doubt. On the show. trying to set this up for a minute so it's cool you know i got to cover you all this season as well so i got some insight i feel like as to just what your thought process is going into this off season but we want to start off just trying to have a little fun you know some softball questions and you are from new york for those who don't know who are listening or who are watching this um what's that journey been like from new york to dc and are you aware that new york and dc got a hoops rivalry thing going on so New York and D.C. aren't that much different. It was honestly easier for me to adapt into D.C. because of the similarities with me being in the city already. Mm-hmm. When I took my visit to Howard, um, you know, it felt like home. I verbaled on the visit, which many people don't know. Although mm-hmm. you, I know about the hoops rivalry, I feel like you can't really can't really compare, you know, New York. I knew, I knew, I knew it was going to happen. I knew oh, it was going to happen. Oh, oh. I see. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, of course, KD. I think New York hoopers are better. That's but you know, oh, I got, I got to say you. that. I got you. I got you. So, how yeah. would you compare a New York Hooper to a DC Hooper? I would just feel like, like New York Hoopers got their own swag. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily like I could, I could watch a basketball game and be like, oh yeah, they from New York. And I can't really say that about DC Hoopers. Not saying that they don't produce a lot of talent in the DC mm-hmm. DMV area, because no, mm-hmm. they definitely do. But mm-hmm. that's just what I personally feel. All right, so well, we got the, we, we got the, I'm gonna tell you like KD got the, the 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 DMV swag in terms of this his his little pull up his dribble dribble hezzy pull up. I'm just saying that's a, that's our that's our little thing. That's our thing. I'm just letting okay. you know dribble dribble hezzy pull up. That's our thing. Just letting you know. <laughs> um, I want to ask you though. Um, I so I just want to ask you. So, what's the difference between like the the food in in, in DC and New York? We hear New York has better food, better late night spots. What's your thoughts? I would say definitely, um, you know, food in New York is better, but the accessibility, you know, I could go get food 2 a.m. I could go get food whenever I want. And I know that I have good options of getting food. D.C., you know, you got stuff closing at 8, 9. I'm like, dang, I can't even, you know, after practice, we get out sometimes 9, 30, 10. So it ain't nothing to eat besides McDonald's. And, you know, that's not really what people want to eat after practice. So. I know this is this yeah. is true though. This is true. Unless you go all the way to Adams Morgan. Unless you go to Adams Morgan though, they stay. Like crime, the 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 whole chocolate city thing. We was good back then, but now yeah, things have changed. <laughs> I'm gonna say that there much. Go, man. But I get you. Though, you I, I do got. I got. I got. I got a question though about the food. You've been to cuts and slices in in in, in Brooklyn. You know what's crazy? I just went there yesterday. It's bomb. I got the um. I went there yesterday. They was closed, so we went somewhere else to go get oxtail pizza. But they they got a lot of different, a lot of yeah. different choices, a lot of different slices. Yeah, that's I was yeah. I went there for the first time. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> all types of all types of topics. Right, you gotta go, right? You gotta go, bro. Yeah. Go talk. 
Yeah, I gotta catch the train next time. Cause I told you, man, I I struggled with driving last time I was in New York. Yeah, I w- I had some issues. Let's put it that way. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna head back though soon, no doubt, man. I I, I love New York for real. Like I yeah. have no issues with New York. Uh, and New York is considered like the mecca of basketball. It like, is fact. You know, yeah. You go to technically the mecca of HBCUs. Uh, so I think that's kind of dope. You ever made that connection? Yeah. When actually on my visit, they were telling me about like you know the history behind the mecca just at, at Howard and how you know ba- basketball in New York is considered the mecca. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So, so that's the, who's your favorite Hoover? I would have to say in the NBA, Steph Curry, hands mm-hmm. down. WNBA, right now it's kind of up in the air between um, Chelsea Gray and Enrique Gumbawale. Mm. I like, I really like the both of their games. She's, yeah, she's Nigerian. Second was Nigerian. Just let you know. I know, I know. Yo, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see, I ain't even representing Steph as light skin. You already know we holding it down, man. Taylor <laughs> <laughs> Martin doing the same, but we go, we go, we go. Ask you about the WNBA later. I got a question about that, but to get started, um, I've interviewed Coach Grace a number of times. She's been on this show as well, man. Coach, Coach Grace, that's my peoples. Uh, whenever she talks about you, she always has a lot of great things to say, including the New York connection. But she also talked about the energy that you that you bring to the team, just with your scoring and playmaking. Does that go into your thought process? when you approach the game like I got to get my team energized so I'm not just going out here to get buckets but I want to make sure I'm getting everybody else involved so I feel like when I approach the game I'm thinking about mainly controlling my energy because I know that's the only aspect of my game that I can control for sure every time that I go out on the floor so scoring and playmaking you know that that usually comes along with my game but that's not what I'm thinking about when I approach the game I tell myself that I can't control how many times a ball goes in the hoop but anything anything other than that I can control being a good teammate and the energy that I bring on the floor every time that I step. If you had to describe your, your hoop skills to anybody who hasn't seen you play before, how would you how would you describe it? Three level score, mainly a shooter. Uh, you gotta you gotta get out there on on the three. Don't get out there. I'm a, I'm gonna light y'all up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw it in the tournament. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it in the championship game too. I saw how you was going. Yeah. You were definitely you was on one. <laughs> yeah, that that championship game that was that was your best game in the tournament. If you remember, I mean, you especially in the first half, like you were just on, I mean, on fire, and then you made some big plays late. Oh my god! Um, and during that game, I don't know if you were aware on social media, you were trending as a WNBA prospect. Is that a goal of yours? We just talked about that. Or what are your goals outside or after um, basketball at Howard after graduation, post collegiate career? So my goal overall is to play professionally. That's definitely something that, you know, I've wanted to do since I was about nine years old, whether that's overseas or whether that's in the WNBA, only God has answered to that. But I feel like I definitely have the capability of playing pro basketball, period. After I play professionally, I would like to coach college basketball. That's also been something that, you know, has been in my mind heavy as I started um, going into my high school career and especially as I got into college. Mm. I'm a fan about claiming that. Thank you in the WNBA. The game I saw, like you got WNBA games, you got to claim it. It's going to happen. I appreciate that. You got to claim that for a real talk. Um, So speaking of the championship game and in the aftermath, you were uh, pretty much, you know, promised to, to, I mean, promised to lift your team to a championship this upcoming all this upcoming season. What is going to uh, to take? What is it going to take uh, to get the team back to the NCAA tournament? I personally think it's going to take a lot of resilience consistency and just getting better and just hunger period I'm confident because you know I know that individually and as a team we're going to do whatever it takes to not be in a position that we were in last year you know nobody likes feeling that disappointment nobody likes feeling that hurt so I feel like we're going to take those those losses and those lessons that we had all throughout last season and apply it to next season I was able to get you know a glimpse of what that NCAA tournament experience was like and you know I've I've been chasing that feeling ever since so, yeah. Yeah, I know in that last press conference, you, I know, of course, you all were emotional. You had just lost a tight game. But, yeah, you made that promise. And I was wondering, like, man, she's talking. Like, I can promise you you're going to be here next year and we ain't going to have this feeling. Um, so it's a combination of, obviously, the loss, but just you want to get back to that stage. You want to put your game on notice. I'm thinking that that's part of that. what goes into it. Like, you want to be seen on the national stage as well, right? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. So, um, Ray, Ray, okay, go ahead. so you mentioned Ray mentioned Coach Coach Grace, Coach Ty Grace. Uh, she's one of the best coaches in the MEAC. What has she meant to you? 
If you ask me, I think Coach Ty is the best coach in the MEAC. That's, you know, I'm, I'm biased. Okay, she's off too. She's helped me grow into becoming the woman that I am today, not even just on the floor, but especially off the court. I feel like when I came in my freshman year, she saw a lot of potential in me and knew that I was capable of doing things that I didn't feel like that I was capable of doing. Um, she pushes me to be great every day throughout practice, throughout games, just on the phone, everything. She gives me a lot of tough love and treats me as if I'm one of her own. And being at Howard has had me learn and observe different qualities that she has as a woman that I want to take with me into my everyday life. So she she means a lot to me. That's cool. Like so y'all also have that New York connection too, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the bias there too. I got you. I did. <laughs> so so you got you got the coach from New York yourself. You just talked about New York ballers, but yeah, I got this docuseries series coming out, and I think it was you in like the preview clip that said people. Uh, perceive us as solved like how are y'all as a team like what's up with that how, how y'all looked at it solved and and what can you do to change that narrative so I feel like I feel like this year um not everybody knows the things that we were dealing with off the court that's what the docuseries is going to you know help broadcast everything that we were dealing with that wasn't necessarily broadcasted to the media so a lot of people were saying <laughs> that Howard was soft, me was this. We were losing a lot of people to injury, to just a whole bunch of things that were going on. So on the rebounding battle, we usually lost that battle. And that was something that we've been trying to work on throughout the season. And that has to do with, you know, being strong down there. Um, so I, I can I can understand why people would say that, but uh, they ain't going to be saying that this year. I could, I could tell you that. They ain't going to be saying that this year. <laughs> well, Lay, I told you about the Savage move. That's the, I don't know if you were even paying attention, but that last regular season game, y'all raised the banner. We're like, we defeated Norfolk. Y'all get ready to play Norfolk, and their bench went off. And I was like, dang, like, that was like that ain't no soft move. Like, I was wondering, <laughs> like, were y'all part of that? Because I asked Derek. Derek was like, no, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but I was like, hold up. That's not a soft move. And I just like y'all team. I mean, I might be biased because I got a chance to cover you all. But, like, Asia, Brooklyn, like, y'all y'all, y'all go hard for real. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because I was actually wondering all season. I'm like, man, like, when, when we going to try off the banner? Like, I know I know we've had it for some time now. It's been the works. But um, we were totally out the loop when, when that was going to happen. So... Oh, yeah, they okay. made the announcement. They dropped it, so everybody's you know looking down at the bench <laughs> like, <laughs> like with like what they reaction. You know they they was talking as as they should. You know mm-hmm. probably felt a little disrespected because they they announced that um, you know Howard University has defeated Norfolk State and yes. like they kind of gave the whole rundown behind the meaning of the banner um, just mm. all of that. So it kind of created some extra tension, extra emotion during the game, and we ended up getting a dub. So. It was, yep. it was pretty. It was pretty cool. What, what do you have any any you know goals or you know incentive? You know you, you were me at Player of the Year. Can you think you can do that again? Is that a, is that a goal of yours? I think that I could. I could definitely do that again. During last season, I realized that it was more of a not necessarily a goal, but something that I kind of wanted to accomplish. I was just focused on getting another championship, which you know that didn't happen. But I definitely think that I have the capability of you know, repeating and doing that again. So, so um, that, that's the, this is like one of our last questions, but, you know, we mentioned, we talked, we asked this question to most of our guests, especially our athletes. Um, what does attending an HBCU mean to you? To be honest, it, it means the world to me. I'm getting an experience that people just don't get at other places, at PWIs. Me being at the Mecca, me being at Howard, I'm already getting experience that is limited to, very, very few people. The applications that have been going into Howard, um, especially after Kamala was vice president, it, it, it jumped. Tuition jumped. Everything, mm-hmm. everything jumped. Everybody was trying to hop on the Howard bandwagon, and right. you know, me, me being able to be a part of that and have a big role in you know creating history at Howard, leaving my legacy at Howard, it means a lot to me. Uh, being surrounded by the next black lawyers, black engineers, business owners, fashion designers. Black excellence w- overall. I'm WNBA player. WNBA player yes. too. All right, cool. All right. Make sure you say right. that too. Right. <laughs> hey, this is awesome. Destiny, we appreciate you being on. Is there anything you would like to add before we let you go? Definitely. Um, once again, I feel like going into the season where the underdog, and one thing I've learned about being the underdog is that you never see them coming. And that's all I gotta say. Mm, I love it. <laughs> I love the swag. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll catch you during the season. Appreciate you again for coming on with us. 
Thank, Thank you, you for having me again. Thanks, Destiny. All right, no problem.